Wherever you go, said the patriarch, I'm convinced you'll come to no good. So remember, when you get into trouble, I absolutely forbid you to say that you are my disciple. Hello and welcome to 300, episode 357 of Under the Cull of MS. This is the normal Thursday comics and uh, MS health episode. That was a little quote from one of my favorite books, one of the few books I did read, The Journey to the West. That's where I got introduced to the Monkey King and got fell in love with the character. And then started searching them out from that point since. And I knew of the Monkey King from childhood stories and stuff. But this was the first real adult, enjoyable style book that I actually did check out. And then I'm going to start with three Star Wars questions. Number one. Who said, wars not make one great? Who said, wars not not make one great? Second question, who gave the order to lock S-foils in attack position during the second Death Star battle? Who gave the order to lock S-foils in attack position during the second Death Star battle? I can't think of what the heck S-foils is. And then what duo knelt to welcome the Emperor to the second Death Star? That was what duo, duo knelt to welcome the Emperor to the second Death Star? I have those answers sometimes later in the show. Until then, we got a huge pile of comics today. Uh, I just ended up getting a bunch of reading done the other night, so I figure I better get through these, otherwise we're going to get way behind. But I did think about doing a separate episode maybe this weekend. We'll see if I get through some more comics. But we're going to start out with DC's or DC versus Vampires number five from DC Comics. This story's still going. I wouldn't say it's going strong, strong. I love this cover because you got like a vampire two-faced character on here with a bat at the bottom and just it's a nice little cardstock cover. But uh, we get to see the Suicide Squad. Well, actually, Task Force X. But you got Deadshot and Harley, so I call it the Suicide Squad. I think we even get some King Shark in here. Actually, I think it's a different shark, but I could be wrong. And Boomerang's in here. With that crew, so that's why I I consider them Suicide Squad. It's one of the different Suicide Squad teams. Task Force X, you got Task Force Z. Uh, 
But in this one, we get to see what's up between the whole events that happen after Batman and the Green Arrow get into a big battle, and then all of a sudden, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Cyborg, uh, uh, what's her name? The... I can't think of her name. She's uh, kind of like a falcon flying character. <laughs> She's got wings. Uh, and that green uh, alien character is also part of the group that appears. And we see what happens between these two factions. What's going on between them all? Who is a vampire? Who isn't a vampire? Who thinks who is a vampire? And at the same time, you're bouncing back and forth between this story and the Task Force X, X story. It's interesting. Ja'on. J-O-N-N. That's the name of the one character. But, uh, this one wasn't as impactful as other issues considering it had all these people and just the way they uh, confront each other and deal with each other's issues and try and get each person to do certain things. It's, it's an interesting little battle that's going on. It's like, but uh, yet I'm kind of disappointed that certain people don't realize certain things from the whole uh, who is and isn't a vampire and it's just I don't know I would think that some of these powers that these people have would allow them to decipher who has what who is what but uh, we're not really getting that so that's kind of disappointing to me. I mean, there are certain characters in this group that should be able to tell whether or not another person is a vampire. I don't see why they can't. I can't. I don't know why there can't be certain traps and stuff that could identify characters that way. But hey, if they're too stupid to figure it out, then they're all screwed in the long run anyways. Because <laughs> they're not going to get too far if they can't figure that out. And next up we got, also from DC Comics, we got Monkey Prince, number two. And this one, we go back to Gotham High School, dealing with the Monkey Prince in school. Batman happened to happens to behead the monkey prince and we get to see what happens with this little fight we get to pay the talking pig character his janitor from his school uh, mr zoo is in here a bunch we get a new parrot-headed <laughs> character and it's basically a a penguin crossed with some type of other well they say it's a penguin crossed with a rhino but it almost gives me a 
penguin crossed with some type of uh, big beaked uh, annoying bird. Uh, not a vulture, but I can't think of one that would really fit it, but they end up saying that it's a, I believe that it's a penguin crossed with a rhino. Which is interesting. So they're kind of taking the Asian folklore and crossing it over with the Gotham characters, I'm assuming. And that's what's happening. I don't know. Because I don't remember ever hearing about a penguin rhino character before. But uh, I thought we were going to stick with just the Monkey King style characters and not get into some new made-up characters in the storyline. I thought they'd stick with it, kind of like how they do when the fables crossed over with DC. Uh, they did a good job with that, with the big bad wolf and all that stuff. But I still like this story. I mean, the Monkey King's still trying to figure himself out, find out what the heck he is, <laughs> how he got these powers, why he has these powers, uh, whether or not he's going to take control of these powers and use them to his advantage, or use them to help others, or use them to be a bad guy, or what's going to happen. We don't know. He's still trying to work a lot of issues out. He's in high school. That's a downfall. So we're going to have extra issues because of it. <coughs> Excuse me. I got to clear my throat. It's getting all raspy. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the run. I will stay on that one. No matter what, they could pull some crap and make it really depressing. And I'd still probably stick on that one for a while. Uh, as long as they don't go over like 12 issues. But we'll see what happens. Next up, this one is by DC Black Label. The Nice House on the Lake, number 7. Uh, we get a way weird, deeper story with Walter. And I know Walter can wipe their minds anytime he wants. So if they do get too deep into a bad depressive area Walter can always just wipe their minds and get them back on his track uh, and we have one of the girls that has a deep deep thought crisis that she goes through talking to Walter the character that put them in this bubble in this world in this realm and we started out with a bunch of people that knew a certain person that all got invited to go to a cabin on a lake that they thought was in Wisconsin, where they're from. But now they're starting to think that this might be somewhere else. But throughout this story, we get to play with some new ideas to see how the, the aliens end up responding to what they want what they're going to try and do next uh, this one didn't get too deep in the 
bubble world that they're living in, it focused more on the people this time to get deeper into their story and what's up with them. And lots of mental issues and stuff along the way, but still an interesting story. I'm getting bored with it. I want it to end. I'm going to give this, this is issue seven. I think I have eight and nine still pre-ordered. I may stop if it goes beyond that. I'm hoping we can get some answers by nine, but uh, we'll have to see. And I don't know what the overall run number for that one is going to be, because even if you know how many issues they're going to have, sometimes that don't mean shit. As in our next comic, Quad, number two by Behemoth. Uh, this was originally supposed to be a three-issue run, and I have recently pre-ordered issue four of three. So, I don't know where they're going with that, why they're going further. I like this comic. It's a whole different concept. Uh, let's start with the synopsis that, that they have here. In the last decades of the 21st century, a massive solar storm hit planet Earth, destroying all technology in its way. Global global communications were lost. Nuclear reactors collapsed. The The climate suffered the worst drastic changes, and financial systems were gone. The survivors had to adapt to the harsh new reality, New societies were built over the ruins of those that crumbled. Four generations have passed. After the storm, the civilizations as we knew were completely shattered, but not in the dome city. Shielded from the mass of electromagnetic energy by the giant dome that gives its name, The city is a place where you could see what Earth was like 40 years ago. That is, if you could enter, but you can't. No one can. The Dome City must keep its delicate balance or it will fail. Basically, we kind of got like an AI robot that's like a secret investigator uh, a private investigator not a secret investigator and he's dealing with a couple robots that kind of went rogue and killed some people and they're trying to find out why these robots did what they did who may be controlling it Uh, and we get to see their unique powers and abilities that these characters have and how you how this possible AI, but almost a humanized AI. It's like, he's got some human, human characteristics along with his AI and his robotic shells. So I think there's a little bit more to this character than we're finding out. Um, 
but we are still uh, waiting for a little more input on where this AI unit came from and what caused him to get the ability to be like some big, uh, and he's not really a private investigator because he's working with the cops. When he calls the cops in, they come in right away and do what he tells them to do. So he's, he's a rogue investigator, I guess you could call him because he controls it all himself and does what he can. But, but yeah, it's, And let's see, there's a little something on the back here also. See what the see if this gives us because I never read these synopses, I just read the story. Uh, in the closed and isolated dome city, there's a delicate balance to keep it from falling like the rest of the world. Can't grow too much, can't lose anything. But when the ghost viruses of the cyberspace make the robot population go rogue. You'll need another robot to fix it. You need Ghostware, Exorcist Trent. So that's the character's name. So Ghostware, Exorcist Trent. Take the initials, it would be Get. So that's nothing. That's not giving me any clue or tips. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad they went to a fourth issue. I don't know how far they plan on going with it, but it obviously needs more than two to give me a story. So three, if this would have been the original penultimate and we'd be ending at three, then we'd kind of be screwed because I still wouldn't really know what's going on. And then we'd get the ending of the story and I'd be like, okay, I don't know what I just read. (laughs) All right, next up, we got Richie Rich Collector's Items, or Richie Rich Collector's Comics, number 10. This is the old Harvey World 50 Cent giant comic from back in the day, which brings back my childhood memories, just reading these and just having fun with all the things that Archie could come up with. It's like, we got a character in here that's trying to steal things from the Richie Mansion, wants their diamonds. We got a story with Richie and his mom out and about, and she's wearing her one of her giant diamond rings and gets robbed, and you get to see what happens when she gets robbed. The guy shows up with an army tank, and he's not the brightest character in the world, but he blows a hole in the Richie Man in the Richie Rich Mansion and request uh, money, jewels, something, something of their riches. And because of what he does, he finds out some other things along the way. Uh, We get a story where Richie's mom needs a new dress because God forbid she goes to a party wearing a same dress twice so she comes up with a interesting little uh 
quick little uh, fix up for her not having a new dress at the moment. Uh, we get a poor little rich boy story where uh, Hobo comes in, sneaks in, steals some things from the mansion and see what happens because he can get out of anything and see what Richie does to help the police contain this character. Uh, we get a little baseball story that ends up turning into where Richie Rich finds his double and his double happens to pop out of a mirror and we get to see these two Richie Rich characters running around. Uh, There's just one where Richie misses his butler so they go fly around the world to get his mind off things and he keeps seeing his butler everywhere he goes. Cadbury, the butler. Uh, yeah, an episode where Richie picks on Cadbury and does a bunch of things to him and they keep pulling a bunch of pranks on him and then you get to see how he deals, Cadbury deals with it. We get an episode where his uh, Irona, their robot maid, goes rogue and just takes care of things in her own way. We get another another little short story about his mom and her jewelry and how someone how she deals with someone when they try and steal her jewelry again. We get to see a story about their diamond safe that they have to have separate because her jewelry is so big they need an extra special safe for that. We get another Irona story of their robot. Uh, We get a submarine story with an old hag in it. (laughs) Just a bunch of strange. You get that little evil evil annoying cousin of his or whatever it is or is it cousin Reggie he he gets his his little short story in there just lots of fun uh, just lots of fun to look back at gives you that whole this must be uh, Bezos' childhood <laughs> jackass rich little shithead kid but I always liked Richie Rich just because I like to see the things they'd come up with. Like the thing to build roads that would just automatically lay the roads out, this big robot and stuff like that. That's what I enjoyed from Richie Rich, just seeing the little things they invented and stuff like that. Uh, and then we checked out Richie Rich, dollars and Richie Rich, poor little rich boy, dollars and cents. Number 89, another 50 cent comic from Harvey Harvey World, Harvey Comics. We get one where there's a robot that's supposed to fix things, and it kind of goes above and beyond fixing things. Uh, we get a door-to-door salesman story. And, of course, you get all the fun old ads that just bring back memories of all the things you thought you wanted until you got them and realized how crappy they were. But this one also has 
a longer cousin Reggie story in it of him getting in trouble and causing some issues with the family as usual and his own family, of course. Uh, we get a spaceman story where it's a space prince that lands in Richie's backyard and appears as the same form as Richie. And we get him and his little girlfriend, friend Gloria, that doesn't like the rich stuff, so she wants normal stuff so he finds some plain old toys that he thought were plain old toys and they just end up having some extra special abilities uh, we have a short story about their vault being too full of silver coins uh, we get a variety a little lot of stories in here she's the little big girl from the richie rich stories and we also get a little dot story, so you get to see them dealing with their trying to get through life as normal and having their little issues. And we get a little crossover with little Lotta and little dot. We have a combination story. And yeah, lots more advertising and stuff, but those are fun. I always enjoy those. And then we checked out Saga number 55 and 56. These are uh, the new Saga run that's going on in, from Image Comics. They jump back into this Saga run that I've heard so much about and am finally being introduced to it from a few back comics. And then I jumped on this new run. Yeah, I can see why people like it. But it's also a little strange. So I'm not not fully sucked into all these characters yet. So I have a ways to go to get... Uh, to get more into these characters. Since these are obviously going to be the mainline characters that they're going to be talking about. Not sure. I am still up in the air on this. I mean, it is a good story. Uh, it's done by Fiona Staples and Brian, Brian K. Vaughn. So you're in good hands, and it's a well, well-followed storyline and stuff, but I just wish I would have had more of the background from the previous issues before I got into this, but... We deal with a lot of space travel, space piracy, space, uh, how shall I say, drug dealing, child <laughs> protection, uh, traveling, skipping out on things. I mean, basically, if you're going to be a drug dealer, you shouldn't be dealing with kids also. So, one or the other. I mean, do high risk or take care of your family. There's ways to take care of family without getting too high risk, but I don't know. 
This is their choice. I'm not sure where they're going with this. I see lots of confrontation, confrontation and issues in the future because of the things they're doing, but we'll see. I, I, I like it, but it's not something that's fully pulling me in yet. Next up, we got Suicide Squad number one, two, and three from DC Universe. This is... Oh, let's see here. If I can get the page to the right one. I'll just see what volume this is considered, but it's not coming up in here. We got the airy... Uh, I got TNT, Osita, Deadly Six, Chaos Kitten, Thylacine, and Jog, which are like environmentalist style uh, protectors of the world, destroyers of anybody messing with the world. Uh, I'm running out of time. I'm going to have to end this here. I'll have to pop up and I'll have to start out the second portion. The health portion with the these last few comics. And then I will give you your answers maybe to your questions. And then we'll be back right after this. Okay, let's get back to this. It's basically a group of... Environmental terrorists, they'd be considered by the military, uh, even though they're trying to help the world from dumbasses building more nuclear submarines and all this shit that they're showing off to crowds and trying to start things with other countries, just trying to whip their dicks out and brag about who's got the biggest equipment to blow shit up the most even though the innocents get killed more than anybody else then the suicide group mainly consists of cavalier which is some zorro type character harley quinn magpie who i don't know she's a thief i don't know what she purpose she's gonna really serve deadshot the shark which I'm guessing they have different ones other than King Shark. And I don't know. I guess we'll find out along the way. Then we got Zebra Man. But yeah, for some reason, Task Force X is, there's a suicide, and obviously now I'm thinking about Task Force X from back before, but we're getting to see the Suicide Squad go after this environmental group and we get to see what happens along the way as they battle battle it out between the two two groups of entities and then Waller is retiring and some new character is taking over the Suicide Squad and is controlling everybody in a real dickish manner. So they deal with everything in this 
new terrorist group is put into certain positions that they have to deal with a bunch of stuff and just it's a, it it's an interesting run. I wish I there's gotta gotta be a thing in here. Let's see if one of these older issues will give it to me. The I wanted to know which volume this was from. But I guess I'm gonna have to look it up online because I just I'm not finding nothing in here. Unless they put it in the back, which would be really stupid. But it looks like they did. So it's Suicide Squad 3 from 2020. So that just says number 3. That's the third issue. So I guess this would be volume 1 then. I guess this is just some newer Suicide Squad that they're just not considering it running off the old Suicide Squad volumes. But then the last one I'm going to quickly talk about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Punk Frogs. Uh, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 125. It's got these punk frogs that are joining in on the crew and popping in on the storyline. So I'm like, okay, I gotta see, I gotta know who these punk frogs are and what's this all about and we get to see one of the rhino characters uh and the brain characters are apparently the prehistoric character and the brain characters are apparently working together now and they got something going on with reproducing and all this happening and i don't know what their plan is if they're working together and they're both evil or if one's evil the brain and one's good the dinos i don't know but we will see i guess when i get some more issues and find out more uh we get to see the turtles and some other characters in a dojo working out but it's almost like the, I don't know, the, the characters get younger all of a sudden. They look like little kids. The turtles do. So Casey's in here. Casey looks different. Uh, I don't know. I got to go, I guess, back into the earlier issues and see what's up. But I don't remember these characters looking like this. I mean, I don't care if you change looks and all that stuff, but when it's an ongoing 100-some issue storyline, don't think your characters should be shrinking, <laughs> becoming younger, unless that's part of their ability or whatever. But, yeah. So I got to stop the comics there, though, because we went way above and beyond our time with the comics. And I will give you your three answers. For three questions. Who said wars not make one great? I would think talking stupid like that. I would think Yoda. But I don't think that's a Yoda quote. Let's see. Yeah, it is Yoda. Okay. <laughs> and then next question was. Who gave the order to lock S-foils 
in attack position during the second Death Star battle. I don't know who to, or what the S-foils are, but it's Wedge Antilles is the answer for that one. I would not have... I would have known the character thinking of it visually, but I wouldn't have had a name for you. Uh, what duo knelt to welcome the Emperor to the second Death Star? Well, I would think definitely Darth Vader. And then probably his commanding officer next to him. But I can't think of a name for that. And we have Darth Vader and Moff Jurgerod. I don't know that name either. I know the Moff name, but a Moff Motif or something like that, but not Moff Jurgerod. But, yeah, that's the answers to those. And we'll do that again maybe next week. <laughs> uh, of course, those are just Star Wars questions from a Trivial Pursuit game, but hey, it's fun trivia. Now let's get to the health portion. See what we have to talk about today. If you're look, if you have any problems with uh, typing and stuff like that on your devices, and you need to get some type of hands-free uh, solutions for your video conferencing, your talking, and all that stuff, you could uh, check out Sesame Enable. That's touch-free control. Sesame-enable.com. Uh, they have a bunch of different solutions for you to use devices and keyboards and stuff like that by just talking to them. So uh, if that can help you out, check that out. Uh, I don't know if we talked about the difference between ALS and MS before, but amyotophic Lateral sclerosis, ALS, and multiple sclerosis are both neurodegenerative diseases that affect the central nervous system. Each attacks different portions of the body's nerves and affects muscle movement. Uh, in a few ways, they're different. They're, in a few ways, they're similar, um, but yet they're both different. Uh, Let's see, ALS affects the motor neurons of the central nervous system near the spinal cord, whereas multiple sclerosis affects the brain and the spinal cord. ALS often leaves people paralyzed in its later stages. MS can affect mobility in the later stages, but rarely leaves people completely debilitated. ALS causes more physical difficulties. MS causes more cognitive impairment. ALS not proven to be an autoimmune disease. MS is an auto is an immune mediated disease. ALS is more common in men. MS is more common in women. ALS is most commonly diagnosed between 40 to 70 years old. MS is most commonly diagnosed between 20 and 50 years old. Uh, there's no, new, no, known care, no known cure for either one of them. And ALS is 
often debilitating and ultimately fatal. MS is rarely de debilitating or fatal. Uh, let's see here. ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, is a chronic progressive disease. It affects the motor neurons of the nervous system, which are located near the spinal cord. Uh, eventually, ALS destroys the neurons completely. When this happens, the body can't respond to commands from the brain, and individuals with late-stage ALS become paralyzed. MS is a central nervous system disorder that affects the brain and spinal cord. It destroys the protective coating on the central nervous system nerves. This slows the relay of instructions from the brain to the body, making motor functions difficult. It also slows sensory signals to the brain, often impairing sensations. Uh, MS is Rarely completely debilitating or fatal, some people with MS will experience mild symptoms for many years of their lives and might not become incapacitated because of it. However, others may experience a progression of symptoms and become unable to care for themselves. Uh, let's see, initial symptoms... Include muscle weakness and stiffness, loss of coordination and muscle control, difficulty moving the limbs. However, the symptoms then become quite different as the conditions progress. People with MS often experience cognitive problems, which is rare with ALS. People with ALS typically develop greater physical difficulties. Uh, fatigue, symptoms of ALS and MS, they both have, can have fatigue, difficulty walking, involuntary muscle spasms. I don't know why, but they have muscle cramps down only for ALS. I have them every day. I don't have ALS. So I don't know why MS would not be part of that. Uh, muscle weakness is in both. Numbness or tingling in the face or body is only with MS. Tripping or falling tendencies are both. Weakness or clumsiness in the hands, both of them. Uh, ALS can have difficulty holding, holding your head up or maintaining good posture. I disagree with that, too, because when I get gimped up from my MS, I, my neck, my body, it all starts to curl and bend in certain directions, and it messes with my posture. Multiple sclerosis can have dizziness or vertigo, vision problems, uh, slurred speech or difficulty swallowing can be seen in both. Sexual dysfunction can be seen in both, and bowel problems can be seen in both. Uh, people with MS can experience severe mental changes, including mood shifts, depression, 
and inability to focus or multitask. Uh, ALS isn't believed to be autoimmune disease. It causes its cause is largely unknown, but it's considered a neurodegenerative disorder. Some possible causes may include gene mutation, chemical toxicity, and a disorganized immune response. MS is oh, it doesn't say. There are several risk factors that may affect who develops ALS and MS. Gender, age are like risk factors that are still being researched. Uh, they got. If you want to, get, if you get diagnosed, the doctor will go over a number of your symptoms and your health history. ALS is suspected. If it's suspected, your doctor may order electrodiagnostic test, such as an electromyography or a nerve conduction conduction study. Uh, these tests provide information on the transmission of nerve signals to the muscles and can show certain patterns that are consistent with the diagnosis of ALS. A muscle or nerve biopsy may also be recommended for evaluation of ALS. Your, may, your doctor may also order blood and urine samples or perform a lumbar puncture to examine your spinal fluid. MRI scans or x-rays may be ordered as well. If you have an MRI scan, you may have special images ordered to increase visualization of demyelinating areas in the brain and spine. Uh, whereas MS, you'll have the MRIs, the gait test, the uh, spinal tap, uh, blood test, all that. ALS treatments are used to help slow symptoms and prevent some complications. Uh, they use stuff like Rylazole, which is Rylatec, and Adaravone, which is Radicava, which are approved by the FDA for treatment of ALS. And they're both pill in pill form. Uh, they got Tiglitic, which is Rylazole in the form of an oral suspension, is also available for some people. These medications may slow the disease progression. It's like, it's a lot like MS with our D disease modifying therapies. They're out to slow the progression of the diseases. So, yeah, there are. Though both diseases appear to have a few features in common during the earliest stages, the progression, treatments, and outlook for ALS and MS are very different. However, in both cases, treatment paves the path towards a healthier, more fulfilling life 
for as long as possible until you do a progression. If you have progression forms, people with either condition should talk with their doctor about developing a treatment plan. And your doctor can also prescribe medications that can help you manage your system and hopefully keep them held off for a while. Uh, let's see. Relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis and what you need to know about switching your medications. I'm usually... You won't have to worry until you hit a certain uh, point of your progression. Uh, you may have periods when your symptoms either don't progress or don't occur at all, which is remission, followed by bouts of worsening of symptoms. Uh, I had the cat attack me, so I had to work with him until he moved. During remission, sometimes the symptoms that remain become permanent. And this is with relapsing remitting MS. Uh, symptoms may worsen over time. Subsequently, your treatment plan may require modification. Uh, you may have to change your DMT if your medication, medication causes intolerable side effects. Your RRMS has gotten worse. You're pregnant or trying to conceive. You can no longer afford your medication. The medication's treatment schedule isn't working for you. Your symptoms can also indicate whether or not your DMT is working properly. Common symptoms of RRMS include blurry or double vision. Changes in memory, weakness in the arms or legs, difficulty walking, and many, many other things. People usually make a switch if the new symptoms continue to, to develop after six months of treatment with a DMT. However, keep in mind some medications may take six months to become fully active. The doctor will also consider the number of relapses you had in the past year. The more recent your relapse, the more likely it is that your RRMS will respond to a new DMT. Uh, there's injectables, there's oral tablets, there's IV, intravenous, type of DMTs that you can look into. Uh, some side effects from the medications you got to watch out for eye swelling, macular edema, flu-like symptoms, gastrointestinal discomfort, herpes infections, high blood pressure, increased livering, liver enzymes, which indicate liver inflammation, flushing of the skin, Skin reactions in the case of injectable medications, thinning hair, worsening thyroid symptoms in the case of pre-existing related diseases, and regular blood tests will keep an eye on a lot of that stuff. Uh, skin reactions, though, I know people with IVs, treatments and stuff that all of a sudden they get some majorly 
major areas on their body will just outbreak with some type of skin reaction and stuff. So I don't consider that just just being because of injectable medications. I think any medication you can possibly see a skin reaction from. Uh, but yeah, check your regular blood tests and stuff. If you're unhappy with your medication and decide to switch, your doctor will be the ultimate source of guidance. They'll carefully monitor your condition as you transition between medications in case there are any signs that a certain medication isn't working. The good news is that RRMS has a better response to medications than the other forms of MS. Still, it can take some trial and error before you find the right therapy for you. Keep in mind that everyone responds to MS therapies differently. So continue touching base with your doctor to see if your current plan is the best fit for you or if you need to change it up a little bit. Do something different because you're not feeling right from your meds. You're not you're having bad reactions, uh, just flare-ups, little skin issues and all that stuff. Uh so far, I've gone from self-injectable to IV to pill. I love the pill because it's two weeks out of a year. <laughs> but it wipes out your TMB cells. So it can pretty much put you down, too, in the long run. So <clears throat> let's look at. Let's end this off with some quick tips to help you lose some belly fat. Some things that you can add to your diet and routine to maybe help you help you work out those fat cells, get rid of them. Uh, soluble fiber may help you lose weight by increasing fullness and reducing calorie absorption. Try to include plenty of high fiber foods in your weight loss diet. Like uh, flax seeds, shirataki noodles, Brussels sprouts, avocados, legumes, blackberries. Uh, some studies have linked a high intake of trans fat to increased belly fat gain. Regardless of whether you're trying to lose weight, limiting your intake of trans fat is a good idea. Excessive alcohol intake has been associated with increased belly fat. If you need to reduce your waistline, Consider drinking alcohol in moderation or abstaining completely. Thinking about having myself, uh, after I get my taxes done tonight, I think I might stop at the bar for dinner with the wife and have myself a tequila sunrise with a side shot of tequila or two or three. <laughs> uh, high protein foods such as fish, lean meat, and beans are ideal. If you're trying to shed some extra pounds around your waist to help fill you up and stuff too, like meat, fish, eggs, dairy, whey, whey protein, beans. Uh, stress may promote fat gain around your waist. Minimizing stress should be one of your priorities if you're trying to lose weight. And we should stay away from stress and anxiety, period, because it's going to amp up our symptoms altogether. Excessive sugar intake is a major cause of weight gain in many people, so limit your intake of candy and processed foods high in added sugar. 
And if you're going to shop the grocery store, shop the outside of the store and stay away from the aisles. That's where all the boxed and processed crap is. Aerobic exercise is an effective weight loss method. Studies suggest it's particularly effective at slimming your waistline. A high intake of refined carbs is associated with excessive belly fat. Consider reducing your carb intake or replacing refined carbs in your diet with healthy carb sources, such as whole grains, legumes, vegetables. Uh, Strength training can be an important weight loss strategy. It may help reduce belly fat. Studies suggest it's even more effective in combination with aerobic exercise. I agree combining it with aerobic exercise. I'm a person that strength training is great if you can do it, but you better hope that you can do it long term because once you let go, that muscle turns to fat pretty quick if you're not keeping it somehow active and working it out. Uh, Avoid all liquid forms of sugar, such as sugar-sweetened beverages, such as soda, punch, sweet tea, alcoholic mixers containing sugar. It is very important if you're trying to shed some extra pounds to not add those to your diet. Uh, Sleep deprivation is like, I, I lost 100 pounds just from dropping soda. From my diet and it's never come back thankfully and i'm still a fat fuck but <laughs> at least that 100 pounds is gone uh sleep deprivation is linked to an increased risk of weight gain getting enough high quality sleep should be one of your main priorities if you plan to lose weight and improve your health <clears throat> excuse me as a general weight loss advice it's always a good idea to keep track of what you're eating keeping a food diary or using an online food tracker are two of the most popular ways to do that eating fatty fish or taking omega-3 supplements may improve your overall health some evidence also suggests it may reduce belly fat in people with fatty liver disease your salmon your herring your sardines your mackerel your anchovies all tops on the list When it comes to fat gain, fruit juice can be just as bad as sugary soda. So consider consider avoiding all sources of liquid sugar. Uh, Apple cider vinegar may help you to lose some weight. Animal studies suggest it may help to reduce belly fat, but limit it. Make sure you mix it with something, otherwise you're going to pay for it. Uh, Probiotic supplements can help you out. Intermittent fasting is a positive uh, diet routine, uh, drinking green tea regularly can help out a lot. Uh, I'm running out of time here, but it's just, uh, we'll end it here. Hope something help. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick shadow monster. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club, Under the Call, Under the Call of MMS, rate, review, and we'll get back to you sometime soon.